And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I didn't have enough stress in my life, and Lord knows I've completely forgotten a piece that I'm going to have to get up and uh, leave the uh, leave the desk for in a couple of seconds. Uh, I'll explain in a couple of moments. I am your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere you can find me under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Thanks for joining us. Let me introduce you to everybody because we got uh, we got stuff going on in the background. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Bridget, good evening. Good evening. There can you go. Can you not hear me? Can now. Just a little bit over to the right, over to the uh, over to the beach line area of the coasts, sort of Unrenowned Tech. Good morning. Good morning, guys. People, everybody, persons. There we go. Good morning, persons. And over to the mainland. Of- happy, oh, one one thing. Happy belated birthday to uh, Mr. Rogers. There is that. And a good morning across the water over to Paris, friends. Hello, Joseph. Good morning. Good to be back with you. All right. Uh, before we go any further, I want to warn everybody that there is something weird going on for me, technologically speaking. I don't know what it is. It's something that cropped up in the last 20 minutes before we got started, which is an annoyance because, well, didn't give me a lot of time to try to fix anything. And I've already put my computer through a full cold power off restart. So if things go a little weird, please know, I don't know what's going on at the moment, but you know, we'll, we'll hunker through as best we can as always. For those of you that are joining us live, of course, as always, thank you. Appreciate you. When you join us live, you can get us over on the live chat. So thank you. Uh, Felis. Hi, Stephanie. Glad you're able to make it by the way. Yeah. The, the time zone change with, um, daylight savings time and GMT. Whoopee, right? Yeah, I, I know, I know. But yeah, you know, we record when we record, and and GMT is a, a bit of a pain in the ass that way. So anyway, so uh, guys, I hope that you guys are all doing all right so far for today. No, no real problems. I'm hoping. I'm hunky dory. Yeah, we just uh, we're in day one of um, the confinement here because it just started yesterday. Oof! And the numbers are through the roof since since it started. Well, since Friday, since he announced it. Wonderful. Yeah. Too much. Too little. Too late. Mm. I hear that. And Bridget, right now, you're holding up okay, I'm hoping? Yeah, just tired of people dying on me. Yeah, I can, um, mm, yeah, I can, I can definitely hear that. Yeah. I have a positive bit of announcement. Mm. Uh, despite, uh, some of the statements coming out being made by, wherever saying that it's uh, potentially safe for students to only be three feet apart while in school instead of six feet apart. Um, a lot of schools in my area are going, nope, we're not doing it until we have concrete proof that it's okay. 
because right now some of the data is questionable. That's I mean, I'm all, I'm, I'm, Hey, I mean, if it turns out, yeah, three feet is fine. As long as they're all masked and everything else, go for it, but make sure we have the data to back it up first. Oh, That's yeah. all I ask. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on this one. I mean, especially with kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, I do have uh, a minor confession to make. Uh, I will have to step away from the desk uh, eventually, but only so far. Only so much is that I, because I was busy running running with my head cut off, so to speak, to try to figure out what's going on with the computer. I did not run to go get my uh, my drink for tonight. The drink for tonight is going to be the jalapeno cream ale. I've put it off as long as I possibly can. So um, you know, it's funny that mentioned that because now Wendy sells what they call a jalapeno popper sandwich, which is a chicken sandwich with all the fixings of a jalapeno popper on top of it. And because I had to cart one of my family members off to the hospital and I'm sitting in a parking lot going, I'm hungry. I've got plenty of hand sanitizer. I've got plenty of sterile. I'm getting a sandwich. Jalapeno popper. Why not? What could go wrong? Holy shit, it was good. <clears throat> okay. It actually had sli- it actually had sliced jalapenos on it and I like spicy things, so it was actually very very good. Okay, that's 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 fine. Um we are Murphy not left me alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I was about to say we are not religious. We try not to be um What's superstitious? Superstitious. That's, that's a good word that I was looking for. But there are two things that may possibly exist. The good idea fairy and the goddess Murphy. Uh, well, I we'd... work with a lot of military people. Okay. There is, uh, they, they are convinced that there is something called the good idea fairy. And if it is around, you're screwed. Okay. Well, I mean, we know full well the great god Murphy will rear its ugly head every once in a while. Uh, we also know that um, RN Jesus is is not to be trifled with, so <laughs> keep keep that one in mind. <laughs> anyway, let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and do the five minute freestyle. There's there's actual reasons why I need to get to it as quickly as I can right now, but uh, we'll we'll deal with that in a little bit. So, with five minutes on the clock and waiting for you. Your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Profiteering. Yeah, I spelled it that way for good goddamn reason. We had to deal with this uh, not too very long ago and had to look it up because in the great Bible, we know full well that there is mention about those who would be prophets speaking with the word of the Lord in his name because... That's how you have authority without having to use, you know, the pointy end of a stick, so to speak. But there is a piece in there that actually does very specifically say, if someone speaks with, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, if someone speaks with my name, in my name, and they are wrong, even once they didn't speak with my voice, they didn't speak with my name, they are not to be trusted and they should be tossed aside. Now, again, reminding you, I'm, I'm paraphrasing quite highly here, but it's still the same damn thing. And yet 
we still continue to end up with people like Peter Popoff. I really detest this. Because people like Peter Popoff have been demonstrated. And as a matter of fact, shown very clearly and explicitly how the trick is done. And even worse is that we know why the trick is done. It's for one reason and one reason only. Greed. You know, the old expression of money is the root of all evil is not something that you can just completely discount. It's an incredible motivating item. If you have money, you have power, you have influence, you have the ability of getting whatever it is that you, well, I was about to say need, but anything that you want, never mind need. And once you've got a taste of that, once you've got a piece of that, why would you ever give it up? Why would you ever give it away when there are so many more opportunities because you can? Now, in our incredibly interconnected world, it's really hard to believe that anybody like, very specifically, Peter Popoff could be shown to be the charlatan that he was by the amazing Randy. One of the few people I could actually get away with saying this with all honesty of feeling, God love him. You know, in this interconnected world, how is it that somebody shown off to be such a charlatan can still come back and do it again? Little little tweaks, little, little, little slight changes to the methodology, but still doing the same damn thing. Used to be once upon a time ago that somebody was coming through town, they were selling snake oil. You know, they'd, uh, they'd be there for a couple of days and then they'd pack up and move to the next town, county, state over so that, you know, their name didn't follow them along. A woman in every port, as the old expression went. You would think today we wouldn't be able to get away with that kind of thing. And yet they do. And it doesn't make any sense. You got people who claim to be mediums, people who can speak with the dead, whether they're real people or they're pets. That one drives me bananas. But these people keep coming back, doing the same things over and over again. And they still get shown to be what they are. Cheats. Scoundrels. And yet, they still get away with it. And why? I hesitate to say that part of the reason is that we don't have people like Harry Houdini anymore. We don't have... We don't have James Randi now. But even when we did, these people were still coming back. Because the motivation is still there. The greed is still there. And the worst part of it is, it's not just the people who are doing. It's the people who want to believe. They are greedy for wanting something that they can't possibly have. And they will give every last cent 
in the failed hope that they'll be able to get just that one more chance. They want to cheat the system and they can't. And all they're doing is cheating themselves. This episode 354 on the docket, your honor, experimentation trumps all. I had to deal with somebody yet again that started off with the whole, well, I will admit, I poked the, this particular situation. I, 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 and I say poked because I made a comment that was not needling somebody. It, it was about, you know, uh, something about, uh, you know, how uh, God works in conjunction with science and spirituality or religion. And, you know, the two work hand in hand and, and they complement each other. And I'm just like, you know, people have tried for like lots of time to prove God's exist. And uh, so far, nobody's really done that. That. Isn't that kind of curious, though? Well, that didn't sit well, and their thing was, well, you know, Bible proves God, because what? You, you're going to think that chaos is, we just got lucky because there's chaos in the universe? No, no, no. The universe is orderly because that's the way that God built it. <sighs> so... We have to fall back on Dr. Feynman's wonderful quote of how experimentation trumps all. And we'll deal with that because there are a number of items where this is really important for people. I did go looking up information on Rafe Badawi's condition. Um, there may be an opportunity. May be an opportunity for Rafe's uh, sentence to be commuted. It's not real likely, but there are some rumblings in the government that maybe people in his position may get a reprieve. We don't know. But the fact that there's something is both at the same time slightly encouraging and at the same time, you know, fool me three times, shame on you or me, be that as it may, he is unfortunately still in jail. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, nine months, one day since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes are still with you. We are still waiting. And it's still damned annoying. So with that out of the way, Let's go ahead and get you guys going for your horrible scopes and uh, give you a little bit of levity to start things off. So those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, make it up as you go along. Doesn't matter. Borrow somebody else's. Roll a d12. Pick up a, pick up a magic eight ball. They won't tell you, but it might be at the very least shorter than what we've got for you. We'll go ahead and kick you off. Starting off, Aries. Remember how you used to laugh at the guys in the marching band? Hearing them being yelled at, step off with your other left foot. Yeah, now you can almost step on your own two feet while getting up from a chair. Yeah, it's not so easy having two feet, is it? Yeah, be kinder to people. 
Bridget, all yours. Bridget, all yours. Did I lose everybody? I'm still oh, here, man. Sorry, I'm still. I was muted. Sorry, Taurus. We know you've been hiding your superpowers like you're enrolled at Professor X's school for gifted youngsters. Use those powers for good on Thursday, and you'll make a lifelong friend. Tech? Gemini, in the nine seconds it took me to read this horoscope for you, Gemini, all your furniture was moved nearly four kilometers to the east. Now, if you think that's weird, wait till next week when we tell you about how NASA's Apollo 12 rang the moon like a bell. Bong. Uh, Cancer Moonchild. We'll give you a sneak peek at Gemini's next week horrible scope. The upper stage from Apollo 12 Saturn 5 hit... Oh, yeah, sorry. The upper stage from Apollo 12 Saturn 5 hit the moon at 1.7 kilometers per second, 76 kilometers from some seismic instruments, creating their first artificial moonquake. And it rang like a bell for an hour. Imagine being the guy who pitched that idea to NASA. Let's slam a rocket into the moon and see what happens. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a wonderful idea, right? Some some. It's like fun. Yeah. What do you want to do with the? What do you want to do with that big piece of big piece of metal while it's still up there? Let's slam it into the moon. See what happens. <laughs> well, yeah. they they found out, and it was a good scientific experiment. As, as true. That's true. Which is funny. That's true. Leo, your gas problem is not going unnoticed. <coughs> Watch your pet's reactions to you when it happens, and you'll understand how bad it is. Be glad your only pets are fish. Oh, There's a squirrel in a nearby tree thinking about crapping in your hair, and a chickadee in another that wants to build a nest in it. That's a pretty good sign you need to get a haircut appointment or buy a hair clipper and half shave it all down. Either way, don't go out without a hat. Libra, normally we wouldn't share this kind of information with you, but desperate times and desperate measures, right? Okay, so the majority of Sagittarians are drunks. Don't confront them. They'll They'll just deny it. So you should rent yourself out as an on-call designated driver for them. Just pile them in a U-Haul trailer and away you go. Joseph, you're muted. Joseph, you're muted. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, where so are we at? Quarantine extend to his microphone? <laughs> uh, no, it's having yeah, a finding frantically looking for the unmute button in the. Oh, anyways, uh, Scorpio. Is that where we are? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, Scorpio. When you asked the universe for a sign, you didn't expect it to say dangerous curves, did you? Who knew the universe was that vain? How about you give it your own sign? Do not pass. Dress up with a wizard's cloak and black armor, and you'll make an impression this week. Some people ah. like 
movie quotes. The armor under the cloak. I, I, I like the part uh-huh. where it says, who knew the universe was that vain? It's a, it's a thing there. Sagittarius, y- you heard what we said about you to Libra, right? Y- you're probably already drunk. Y- you know how we can tell? You're apologizing like you're a native-born Canadian thinking back on the War of 1812 and the burnt-down White House. Try switching to some of those liqueur-filled chocolates instead, and save some for your designated driver. Borgorn, you will be eaten by coyotes. Oh, sure. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon, and for the rest of your life. And sometime before that happens, you might figure out where that quote comes from. If you need help, just round up the usual suspects. Sam will lie about his memory, but Ilsa and Rick will pull it out of him in the end. And blame Kaiser Soze. <laughs> uh, it's a different, that's a different movie. <laughs> Usual suspects. Different movie. Really? Oh, yeah, it says. Sorry. Oops. My bad. Your bad is you saying my bad. Going on. <laughs> Aquarius. You will be featured on an episode of The Lockpicking Lawyer this week. It will not be a flattering depiction. Trying out a new magic trick with shackles that require a hex wrench to tighten up is a recipe for failure. You should have already guessed that gear from Ikea won't come apart nearly as well as it went together. We discussed that last night. It's true. It's very true. And oh, uh, uh, oh, Capricorn. No. Nope. Aquarius. No. Nope. Oh, the time's a charge, dude. Okay. All right. Okay, Pisces. Let's tell you something about moose. They're about three meters long, two meters tall. That's. Oh, you're using moose in the proper sense of the term. Okay, right. Uh, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, hold it. Hold, hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Okay, wait a second. I'm using moose in the right context? Uh, no, because uh, a lot of people would say mooses. No! <laughs> read. Just, just, just read. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, let's tell you something about mooses. <laughs> we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna hurt you. Okay. Wouldn't they be okay. mooses? Don't, no. don't encourage him. We're trying to get through this thing. <laughs> this is I the think, best part. What about mice? What I am mice? just okay. want to get through one episode of the damn show. Pisces, no. let's tell you something about moose. They're about three meters long, two meters tall at the shoulder, have antlers around two meters wide, weigh as much as 700 kilograms, and can swim underwater for up to a minute, six meters down. So the next time you go scooby diving in Utikima Lake, Alberta, don't say we didn't warn you. That's true. Those What's that scuba gear? 
Those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you want them, you can keep them. Throw them over to Joseph and let him keep them at this point, because I'm sick. Why would you do this to me? Why Why would you do this to me? I'm, I'm, I'm nice. Sorry. I try to be That's nice. I that try really not to be a dick about stuff, but you keep drawing it out of me. Why would you do this to me? But that, that's a really good question. Let me tell you something about moose. You know, we've only got a two-hour show. We don't have enough time for this bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> well, last week we we had a three-hour show. Okay, now see, yes. we're, we're not. We're we not only talk- held it in two hours, though. No, see, oh. we're, we're we're not going to talk about that because I didn't get to sleep that week until about uh, five a.m. I was not a happy camper. And I'm not doing that again this week because I've actually got a DJ set to do for the guys in Toronto. Normally, this would have been my uh, my weekend to go to uh, Toronto for Fernal Equinox. But since it's all... Sorry? Uh, yeah, well, if you're going there, just to... Probably, uh, locally, it's pronounced Toronto. Well, I'm from Buffalo, so we call it the Clean City. <laughs> Isn't that any city but Buffalo? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I used to call Canada hat. Getting serious. Yeah, you see this? He's gonna cut you. Yeah. Oh, that's the um. Yeah. That that's an, that edge right there is actually really good if you're doing um carving. Wood carvings for doing line work. Yeah, yeah. See, what, oh, what, you've got yours on a corkscrew. Okay. Yeah. Like when you're standing in line. Sure. Why not? What, what? No, I actually have a pocket knife with different blades on it, designed for woodworking, and that's one of the blades that's really good for doing uh, line work when you're doing woodworking or wood carving, I should say. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> you have to. You have to explain line work. Line work in this case meaning wires. No. Oh well, I would. no. Well, like when you're carving something out of wood, and you're trying to do line work to make like grooves and things like that, that uh, kind of edge is really good for it. Right. There's other blades that have on my uh, knife that are curved that are really good for scooping out and making convex shapes, things like that. So it all depends. I just happen to recognize it because it's the same one on my my knife. I didn't think they would put that on a bottle opener, though. I've just seen regular standard utility blade well, style it's, edge. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm assuming that it's it, it's on there just so that you can, uh, you can uh, uh, score the uh, the the wrap on like. Oh yeah, that will do a beautiful like job of it. Yeah, it's, I'm just used. It, it's it's just usually the companies that make the bottle openers are tooled for uh, uh, regular pocket knife shape instead of that kind of like that Tonto kind of uh, straight edge across the top and all that. That's all. I don't see a lot of bottle openers like that one. Where'd that one come from? These uh, I got from the... uh, uh the vineyard that I get my uh, my wine from typically, 
So it's, oh, you know, it's, a, cool. it's good, you know, it's a good utility one. It's got a bottle opener, uh, a, sorry, bottle cap lifter. Yep. I don't know what's supposed to be going that on. That is side. for um, giving yourself a um, leverage. Uh, the, see, there, there's a, there's a, there's a piece that I don't yeah, entirely. That, yeah. I, I, I've I, used, I've used bottle openers like that before. Okay. Anyway. Like if you want to get a vote through. I don't even it's, know. You, it, what it's used for is it's, uh, when you get part of the cork out, you hook that onto the lip of the bottle no, no, and you I, use it as a uh, lever. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I do that mm. often. It's just a matter okay. that there is a piece that um, there, there's a piece that's kind of hinged also with that part that I never understood why that is. I'll, I'll figure it out a little bit later. Probably at some point. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it later. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Did you do you need time to go grab your beer? We'll talk about other things while you're gone. Yeah, yeah, it's only going to take me uh it's only going to take me about all of about 15 seconds. So, um how about you guys well, how about uh, I I'll, I'll throw you down this uh this angle and uh, and I'll, uh, I'll step away to do that. Like I said, um a Christian theist has gone ahead and said, you know, you one of the things that they said it, that really pissed me off, and I'm, I'm slightly paraphrasing, was you guys believe that we came out of chaos. You know, the whole, the the universe is, is shaped the way that it is because that's how water is shaped for this puddle, you know, the whole thing. So I'll, I'll I I know I'm kind of thrown into the forgive me for wording it this way the, a little bit of a deep end for a second here but I I'm gonna go get this drink and and I'll be right back you, you um Bridges in charge until I get back oh thanks heaps well you will almost never do anything anyway so there there's your big opportunity shots fired well no it, it, um, I'm looking for female representation so there you go I'll be right back I'm oh. here. So, I'm not even sure what to say. She's usually the one that asks questions and stuff. Well, I, if if I may, I actually think I can give something to this because I watch like a lot of sciencey stuff. Uh-huh. So the Royal Institution um, actually has their own YouTube channel, and one of the posts that they put on there was. The Real Building Blocks of the Universe with David Tong, T-O-N-G. And I put the YouTube link in the – so uh, it can be added to the comment section uh, later. And he talks about uh, what we understand reality to actually be composed of. Um, when I was growing up and I was in junior high, we knew the smallest particle was the electron. You know, Now we know there's smaller things than the electron. Yeah. We knew that all atoms were protons, neutrons, and electrons, and that was it. And now we know so much more. Well, we also know uh, that there is – you're holding it upside down. No, it's, oh, that's right. This is the whole flip thing. Uh, anyway, yeah, he got the beer. But um, one of the cool things is he talks about how – in the beginning, we don't. He 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 admits that. Look, we don't know what came before the Big Bang. 
And we don't even know what started the Big Bang. But what we do know is what came after that. And he also demonstrated what happens when we make a vacuum that's completely void of all matter. It still has fields in it. And it was the neatest thing. It really was. I think anybody who... Um, anybody who, who watches this, um, now, uh, I accidentally posted the, uh, the link to the talk, the Q and a section afterwards. Um, that's 15 minutes long, but no, his, uh, David Tong's actual, um, presentation is only one hour long. That's just one hour of your day. And even if you don't understand quantum physics, if you don't understand quantum theory, if you don't understand these things, it's okay because he tries to help you get a basic understanding of, look, you're not the only one to not understand some of this. We have the formulas of why this stuff works, but we don't understand the why. And that's okay because we will continue to learn and we'll eventually figure it out because that's how science works. And I, I thought it was, it was great. It was one of the most honest uh, presentations of science. Um, he's well-spoken and you come away, no matter what your intellectual level is, you will come away smarter. And that's saying something in the day and age of where lots of movies have blood and gore or they're sexual or they're whatever, and they're not really educational. This is an hour that I think everybody should, like, at least give a little part of. Wait, is it a fictional movie? This is, no. This is a t presentational uh, on quantum fields with David Tong from the Royal Institute. The same okay. institute where there were many discoveries in human history that advanced the fields of physics and uh, you know quantum physics, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were comparing to fictional stuff, but anyway, well, yeah. that's what I meant. Was it's an hour to watch to listen to this guy talk and come away smarter, no matter oh. what your base education level is. Instead Even if your education level is stops at fifth grade. You watch this, you will come away smarter. Whereas if you watch The Expendables, highly entertaining, but I don't feel smarter when I'm when it was over. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, you got me hooked. Please put up the link. Yeah, I put up both links. I put up the link. Uh, the first link was actually the Q and A, which I did that one by I posted, I put that one in the in the comment section in the. Uh, our chat when our DM section, which will go into chat. Um, but I put the, the one after that, the one hour long one, that's the actual presentation of the quantum fields. And okay. main question is, uh, why did you bring that up in the first place? You said it because of a conversation or something. I brought it up because of the topic that Sujin gave us. Oh, Oh, which I don't know <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, these the universe right. is the way it is because water is the way it is. No, 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 no. If you listen to David Tong, as f so far with our limited understanding, because it really is truly limited, 
We have a bubble of ignorance that expands as we learn more. We learn also what we're more, more things that we're ignorant about. And that's okay because then that gives you a chance to ask the questions about the things you're ignorant about so that you can learn about them and stop being ignorant about them. And ignorant in this way is not stated as a derogatory. But that's, okay? that's a topic in itself. Right. I mean, but I, I'm just saying that uh, our bubble of ignorance as a whole, as a species, expands as we learn more, but then we fill those gaps. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's to be treasured. Sure. Um, look at it at its base. I mean, um, me, the, the, uh, the, the base of the topic is uh, what's wrong with being wrong? I mean... Um, you know, a lot of believers seem to be looking for some sort of leader pretends to have absolute certainty. But the thing is, you know, the, you should have no hesitation at all to be wrong because from the point that you could admit to being wrong, the point from the point that you realize that you're wrong, well, <clears throat> you don't have to be wrong anymore. Yeah, because you found a problem to fix. Being wrong is correctable. It's not something to be ashamed of, unless you were so wrong it harmed other people. But yeah. even then, if it was wrong because you never learned in the first place that it was wrong, you can and, be forgiven. And, and how? That, how can like the origins of the universe? I mean, okay. No matter what answer we come up with. Okay, just imagine any imaginary. It could be anything, uh, whether it be um, two-headed pixies or whatever. Uh, what is that going to change in the reality of today? Why is this so... Im I mean, if, for example, um, if a believer was to accept evolution, are they afraid that we're all going to turn into monkeys or something? I, this is what I don't understand. Well, I'm the, the, as the somebody urgency. who I, I can actually say, as somebody who used to be religious, um, there were things and aspects of science that I had absolutely no problems with. Okay, the Bible, you know, is it's not really six thousand years old. I didn't believe that the Earth was only six thousand years old because that was a calculation made by a human being. That was not what was in the Bible. Okay. And besides, why couldn't God uh, have created evolution as a t his or her own tool? Now, granted, I thought of it as a him back then, but why couldn't evolution, everything, how it worked on the planet, be the tool of a deity to begin with? You know? Um, why, is it, why is it important? Well, like as that. a believer, as a yeah. believer, there are certain things that you learn that go against your uh what you've what you're believing in and when the brain gets its wires crossed it, it has two pieces of information that conflict with each other okay it doesn't want that it wants to be out of that state and it will take whatever means to do to get there out of that state and why it, that but and uh, it doesn't, why is that why that urgency is it a state is is it that's uh, that state of conflict is uncomfortable for a thinking, intelligent creature like us. Uh, what is that term? You're holding two conflicting thoughts in your head. It's um, cognitive dissonance. 
Right. So when you're in a state of cognitive dissonance, you're you're figuratively speaking, your brain hurts. Okay. And as when I was a believer, when I would experience cognitive dissonance, I became very uncomfortable. And my brain would accept whatever was easiest to accept and dismiss whatever was easiest to dismiss to get out of that state. So if my state was, and it was at the time, God created everything. And then I'm hearing everything came from something that didn't exist and there was no God and all that. And they're, they're conflicting. And it was much easier for my brain to keep going. Well, everybody else other than the scientists are saying that there's a God who created everything. So that is the easier path to go with. It's all about like you yourself point out. It's about getting out of, uh, uh, you know, getting back into your comfort zone. Okay. Stop being uncomfortable. And uh, cognitive dissonance is very uncomfortable. It's very hard uh, when you hit that wall to accept the new thing and push away the old. And for some people, it never happens. For other people, it can happen very easily. They're like, oh, look, we have new information. Uh, so yeah, my my cognitive dissonance is actually re- easily rectified, <laughs> but it depends on where you started from. If you started from uh, a family that taught you how to rationally think for yourself during all your key moments through your childhood, then hitting those walls, those cognitive dissonance walls, are probably going to be a lot easier for you than somebody who's brought up to think the earth is exactly 6,000 years old. Dinosaurs were put there to confuse the scientists and so on and so on and so on. But, but do you see my question? Uh, why is it so urgent that I, this be resolved? Why is the brain so, why does it need to do it now? Because I mean, if I have two conflict, conflicting problems, it doesn't at all affect um reality or my okay my reality then i wouldn't see the urgency there i'd be like yeah well why why what's wrong with i don't know i think the answer comes yes absolutely i think the answer comes down to if you were wrong about this whatever this x item is and it is based in religious uh, religious teachings, and it is part of the cornerstone of the reality that you've been taught. And there is something that shows that the reality that you've been taught is not completely accurate. What else about reality do you not actually understand? You were lied to, and now can no longer make sense because you were not given the information that said, this is how reality actually works. And you can see this in two prime examples. Both of them are called crisis of faith. It's where a religious person is questioning their faith because they're getting hit by both sides. It might be a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. It might be little things over a long period of time. But the two prime situations you can see somebody have a crisis of faith is one in college. If you go to a university, a public university, and 
you have a heavily religious fundamentalist come in who has only ever been in religious teaching situations. You know, they learn that the earth is 6,000 years old. They do not believe in evolution. They have had that life for 18 years nonstop. They weren't allowed to watch regular TV. They could only watch the Christian shows, the the stuff that, you know, backs up the Bible and what their pastor says or their priest or their whoever. And then they get to go away to college where they're all by themselves. You give them a month, they're going to have a breakdown, some of them. And that's because they're being surrounded by premarital hanky-panky. They're being surrounded by LGBTQ. They're being surrounded by uh, men who will say that they believe Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior just to get into their pants if they're a woman or even if they're a guy. Um, and, and women will do the same thing, although we don't hear about it very much. Um, their first uh, experiences with alcohol and drugs and things that they have just never been prepared for. And it blows their mind. Okay. Well, you know, Others- hold, on, hold, hold on a second. Let's not go past this point yet because – we have someone who could actually answer to that and give a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Hold Bridget. on the carpet. <laughs> yes. Yes, except instead of doing that at 18, how about doing that when you're 23? Oh, you didn't go to college till 23? Yep. As far as like a, a public university, yeah. Yeah, I've been in and out of different colleges. There's nothing wrong with twenty three, but how did how did how 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 was your experience? Um, at twenty three, I felt like a fucking idiot. Um, you know, taking my core freshman classes and things like that, I had never heard of evolution or survival of the fittest. I had never heard of Charles Darwin. I was taught that the world was only 6,000 years old, give or take, in going through the Bible and counting the begats, who begat whom, and that's how we got the number. So basically you're talking about a mix of discovering what reality really is for yourself and worrying about what other people think about your not knowing. It was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying to me. And then I started thinking, well, if this is not true, what else have I been lied to about? And the thing about it is, even after, you know, I got away from home, you know, my first husband was raised the same that I was in Church of Christ and reinforced all of that and you know growing up we were exposed to you know like trying to think what his name was james dobson and things like that so as far as like documentaries about any kind of egyptian culture or sumerians or any of that stuff i had no clue about that was not part of my um education and things like that were carefully shielded from us to keep us from questioning. Now, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, in your personal experience, when you started 
first getting these things that were like, whoa, I never learned this. Hey, this goes against everything I taught. Did mm-hmm. you find yourself at any time struggling trying to keep your faith despite what you were learning versus immediately going to, huh, I've been lied to? Oh, yeah. I mean, at first it was really super confusing. And then I wanted to, you know, read more books and go to the library that was before the internet was around and all that. But, you know, it caused me a lot of angst and a lot of fear. And, you know, going to the library and getting books to try to learn more stuff. I mean, I was scared that God was going to strike me dead. And so I'd go in there just shaking. So you were actually having a physical reaction. Yeah. To the things you were learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to look into why of that. Because basically... Because it shakes your core, dude. Yeah. My, my epiphany that. of my atheism <laughs> was gentle. And it was over many, many years. And but I had some are... friends who went to college and they had theirs overnight. And it scared the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me decades to get over the fear of going to hell. Decades. I'm surprised you actually got over it because I still have a little niggling in the back of my brain. Therapy helps. And that's the other part. That was the second example. Believe it or not, in the colleges that are designed to turn people into priests, right? Turn the men into priests. They actually have a section of the college that it, or university or whatever they call themselves that is designed to counsel seminary. them. Yeah, seminary school. The seminary schools have a, a counseling uh, setup, and it's set up for the crisis of faith. And the reason, and at first you think, well, most people think, wait a minute, if somebody who is of the Bible and has grown up in a religious family, and now they're going to seminary school to learn even more in-depth stuff about the Bible, how are they having a crisis of faith? Well, they're having a crisis of faith, and this is from their word of mouth, uh, because um, there is the clergy project, and some of the people who used it to get better uh, admitted that this is what goes on in seminary schools, is that um, that... When they start going really in-depth and studying the Bible, like textbook-style study, they start encountering all the contradictions. Now, if somebody wants to take the easy way out and find the easy way to see all the contradictions in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament combined, there is actually an atheist Bible that sh- that indexed them. And you can find those online. Um, I and I think it's... And what happened was, is they they would encounter all these conflicting uh, statements, all these conflicting passages, and it would shake their core. It would shake their faith in what they believed, and they they didn't believe that you know God killed more people than the devil. But if you go into the Bible and look at it, there it is. And then uh, all sorts of stuff dating as far back as early into the Bible as creation, there are contradictions. It's from start to finish. If I can, this at that time, you have blinders on and you don't, they don't register. You don't see them. Right. But when you go to the seminary school, they basically force you to go past those blinders because you have to, when you come out, 
you have to know that Bible from front to back. Oh yeah. And yeah. that, that <clears throat> there are some that never make it out of seminary. Um, <clears throat> I, I beg to differ. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I was being weaned, uh, for, I'm sure, I think heretic woman. I talked about it on the show. <clears throat> Must be oh, a couple of years ago now, but anyways, um, there is not so much Bible study. They don't motivate you to read it from front to back. Um, <clears throat> basically, they they do it almost in the same way as they do for believers. Uh, they point out certain passages and then tell you what they're supposed to mean and how you're supposed to present them, uh, like in the in a certain context. It's it's manipulation. It's it's really it's uh, it's a course in. You're at the same time in seminary. It's at the same time you're being manipulated, and you're being taught to manipulate. Only look at this. Don't look at it that way. If you don't look, if you do, if you look at it that way, it's a wrong way. It's it's basically, um, yeah, it's a course in conformism. Well, so they did that to us too in high school. Um, you know, we had Bible classes and religion, and we had chapel every day and things. But when we had to go do research papers and stuff like that, then they'd have us pop out, you know, Bible concordance and go look at that. So that way we could, you know, properly get the correct context according to what they said. And when you really look at it, um, the parts of the Bible, uh, anyways, modern preachers or whatever you want to, the religious religious leaders use, it, it's minuscule compared to the whole Bible, the, the parts of the Bible that are actually used in sermons. And things like that. You're right. Of course, uh, they can wax into abstract and go to obscure passages we never heard of. But, you know, as far as the the ignorant person is concerned, well, he's saying it's in there. So, you know, basically it could be anything at all. Because anyways, if it's in there or not, it's going to be presented in a context set out by the uh, religious leader. Yeah. And this is really the center of everything for me. It's um, it's the religious leader that's uh, basically setting up reality for other followers. See, so even where I went to school, people, the staff had to, they were required to be members of the Church of Christ. So, I mean, we had no outside influences allowed at the school. Yeah, because when you go into college, like, <clears throat> um, you know, the, you grew up being taught that uh, these quote-unquote leaders are the, the wise ones. They're the ones that know everything about uh, reality. So if they say this is how reality is, then this is how it is. And uh, yeah, you grew up believing that. But of course, when you get out into the quote-unquote real world, and you see that reality doesn't correspond to what they they said that it would be. Um, yeah, of course your brain's going to get into a panic. 
Yeah, a lot of the people this, I went to school with never got out of it, though, because they ended up going to colleges, either just, at the Harding University in Cersei or they went to David Lipscomb in Nashville. As long as they stay in that bubble, you know, you're not going to have that conflict. But right. the what I was trying to get at is that the, the, the reason for this conflict is that, uh, and for me, though, it's the most fundamental of everything, is that somebody with that sort of uncomfortable feeling was afflicted by the panic anybody somebody indoctrinated like that i wouldn't go so far as to say indoctrinated yet but anyways at somebody at that stage who has never tested reality for themselves you know because basically uh when you're in a situation different from the one you're brought up in and you don't know anything else you're gonna have to decide for yourself like every decision you make um, in your decision making process your brain is set up to make uh, certain decisions within certain contexts so as soon as the context changes um, well your brain's going to have to come up with a if you find yourself in a situation that doesn't match anything you've experienced until now your brain is going to have to come up with a, a solution to that and if you've been brought up not being taught to think for yourself or being even impeded from learning how to think for, your, for yourself, then of course it's, it's going to be total panic. I mean, even for the most minor things, because it doesn't matter, you know, the, the brain knows it or it doesn't know it. And it, yeah, it could be something even trifling. I mean, even how to move your hand in certain situations, you know. Um, for it, it doesn't know the consequences. It just, your brain just doesn't know. It just can't deal with it. It, it is okay if I take... What will be the consequences uh, if I do X instead of Y? You know, it doesn't know that either. So it can't, it can't judge the importance of the situation. It can't judge... Uh, how it's going to affect oneself or the other people around. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, there's, yeah, there's just I, no capacity to judge at all. No, I, I get you. But there is a, there is a piece, though, that's uh, far and away more insidious and arguably much less um, moral, ethical, is that, yeah – People are brought up in a certain way and they're given specific information in a specific fashion in order to be the most, um, the most kind to the mythology that they want to follow along with and instill that into the, the up and coming youth. But the problem is, you're right, they don't get taught how to evaluate a uh, X versus Y, as far as to doing things, but they or get anything at all, or or anything at all, but they get taught X is right because anything other than X is automatically punishable by eternal death. So that fear element, like I said, very very immoral and unethical. That fear element, to borrow a line, is what keeps the systems in line. And once you've got that, 
Well, you, you keep people from doing, from investigating, because again, if you run, you run afoul of, if you do, if you do something wrong, God will kill you. But before that, we will throw you out. So you will never have anyone around you anyway. So it's basically, it all comes down to impeding any given individual for deciding anything for themselves. Simply because it will upend the, it will upend the system that's already in place, which means those that are in charge and in power and getting more of those burnt offerings to the hitty titties keep staying in positions of power and authority. And so once you start really questioning that, then that upends the entire apple cart. So to put everything in a nutshell, make it even more insidious, it's a few quote-unquote would-be leaders making a mass of people stupider than they are, or just manageable. Yeah, and threatening them with, you know, if, if you start to question any of this, then even questioning can get you sent to hell. If you want a definition for evil, I would say that. Yeah, that's I, evil. Yeah, I agree. And the problem of it is, the reason why questioning is verboten is simply because the more you question, the more answers you eventually find. And suppose the con game. Bingo. Because once there is more information, once there is more knowledge, then yes, the entire thing comes into question. Because if they were wrong about this, what else were they wrong about? We need to find out. And once we find out, well, look at that. Representative, representative government, as elected by the, by the people, is a better system than fiefdom. Who knew? Fiefdom? Well, could you elaborate, sir? It would probably be better if I were to if I were to say, um, well, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, uh, a uh, serfdom? Yeah, that works. Well, I was thinking something more along the lines of uh, 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 a kingdom and a. Uh, uh, Autocrat ah. or uh, uh, the hell is yeah. the word that I'm looking for? I can't brain today. Yeah, totalitarian. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that, you, you, yeah. You got the you get the right idea when all of a sudden. Yeah, if you're going for a theocratic government, it's a government ruled by religion. Yeah. Well, it, no matter what you call it, you know this this kind of it's kind of a pet peeve of mine because I mean we have a lot of different categories that we've created. You know, like context and things like that. You may call it, you know, oligarchy. You may call it, um, um, yeah, authoritarianism, totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. but, but at the base, it all comes down to the same thing: is just, just a group of humans, depending on um, a few quote-unquote leaders that they, well, they depend on their infallibility. Like these, these leaders, since these followers are 
either unable or unwilling to take responsibility for their own survival, to be brutal about it, um, they rely on these people to to decide what's good and bad for them, for them, instead of deciding for themselves. And part of it is actually grounded on it actually working proper to help survive. Um, we have people who coordinate the repair of our highways and infrastructure. We have people in charge who uh, coordinate responses to uh, major disasters. We have people who coordinate responses to fires, uh, burglaries, things like that. Um, we have a system of government where we trust uh, in that the rules will eventually help the, the whole more than an individual. But every system has corruption. You're absolutely correct. And well, when you stop questioning, I huh? I wasn't going to corruption. I was well, talking about the basic human trait that motivates them to. There's only so much you can do for your own survival in the world that we currently live in. Okay. Oh, a hell of a lot less compared to how we're living today to like, uh, imagine if we're on our own right. against, uh, well, that's what I mean. There, there's you have people who can go out into nature and survive in nature just fine, but you put them in the middle of a city and they're lost. And we have the opposite of that too. You put somebody in the city and they're like, uh, "Oh, who's that famous survivalist? Uh, what the hell's his name?" Uh, Rambo. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but you get what I'm saying. They're like a survivalist in a city of in, in a jungle made out of concrete, and you put somebody who's never been in a city in a city, and it's like, oh my god, what do I do? And next thing you know, they're hit by a car. Um, especially New York City. Probably deserved <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> they were in New York City and stepped in front of a car. Yeah, they probably deserved it. Um. It's kind of hard not to notice the cars in New York City. Yeah, there have been tons of movies made about that. But um, the, but my point is, is that, um, you know, when you are in an environment where, okay, X, Y, and Z are provided for you, and you only have to worry about A, B, C, okay, and then you find that everybody's worried about um, some politician who's talking about DEF. DEF doesn't enter your vocabulary because it's nothing you need to survive. You don't care about topics D, E, and F. Right? You know so you take no interest in it, not realizing that D, E, and F could potentially affect X, Y, and Z. But this is my point. Oh, I'm trying to make anyways. I'm sorry. I'm not being clear about it, but I mean, it comes down to the the ability to decide yourself whether it's good or bad for your own survival. But that's the point. They're not taught to see how the DEF affects the X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And the few times that they hear somebody bring it up, well, they look back at the person who's running for office saying, oh, it won't affect it. It won't affect it at all. You know, here, here's, here's all the stuff. You know, they look at the news. The news is saying it won't affect it. Maybe they're just watching Fox or maybe they're watching CNBC, uh, NBC or they're watching CBS or whoever. It doesn't matter. But they might hear it from one or two people or they hear it from a group of people. And they don't really want to worry about it because they're so busy worrying about A, 
see because that is what's on their plate and that is occupying most of their time that they can't worry about the other three not realizing that if they don't that it's going to affect the other stuff that's already being taken care of from them and now they're going to have to worry about abc and x y and z which doubles everything they had to worry about but and we see it we see it in this country in the united states okay but you're again you're talking about you know um patterns yes it's basically yeah but i mean somebody who's a willing and able to judge a situation for themselves um it's not a situation where things should conform to patterns like you've got individual elements yeah do you see what i'm saying nope okay um because what you're describing is basically a different bubble. Oh, your bubble so far has been X, Y, and Z, but actually bubble is X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. So the person has to modify their bubble. Do you see what no, I'm saying? Like no, what I was saying was what I was saying was is X, Y, and Z was being provided for them. Okay, so they didn't have to worry about it ever. They had to worry about A, B, and C. The stuff at the beginning of the alphabet, they had to provide that for themselves. Now, politicians running for office, and they're talking about making changes to certain programs that are labeled D, E, and F, not realizing that the some changes to some of those Ds, Es, and Fs affect the stuff at the end of the sentence. It daisy, daisy chains all the way down into the X, Y, and Z. And the person who is so busy spending their every day worrying about the stuff at the beginning of the sentence, the ABCs only cares when they hear the politicians talk about the ABCs. They only care if the politician says they're not doing anything to the X, Y's and Z's. That's it. They don't care about the stuff in between the rest of the alphabet because they don't have in their opinion, in their mindset, whether it's true or not, they don't have the time that you have or the ability they might not have the ability they might never been taught this to, is to recognize this. this yeah that's exactly what i was trying to get at sorry okay. and in this country with our education system we've tried different things some things work some things don't we have people who appear to actively sabotage it we have some who uh have done things because they thought it was in the best interest of this country and it had negative repercussions and they didn't believe that those negative repercussions would happen on a bigger scale. We've had some people actually do some good things. So, so people deciding for others. The, the problem is though, when you have some, uh, when you have the delegators, you know, the ones, the leaders who actually delegate the stuff and they're coming in and they're like, I can fix this. I can fix this. I can fix this. And the last person just made a mess of it. Okay. They'll fix it. But if the last person who made a mess of it, made a mess of it in the favor of the people who are in the surrounding area, those people are going to vote in favor of the person who messed it up, even though it's negatively affecting more people than them. Because they're not aware of those other people. No, it doesn't matter if they're not aware. They don't care. It's not 
It's whoa, whoa, it's whoa, not whoa. affecting them negatively. It's affecting other people negatively. They've got enough problems in their life. Other people should worry about themselves. This is the mentality that is spreading in this country, in the U.S. And we saw that in the last it's election. It's promoting, actually. This uh, reliance on leaders and everyone themselves ism us and them but again it it comes down to basically it comes down to critical thought actually just a ability to operate outside of a bubble and that's a that's really something. difficult thing to do when it takes work it, no that's no no sure. you're you're quite right but the biggest problem that we've seen, and as you know, as as Bridget has said, you know, when the entirety of your the entirety of your knowledge of quote unquote the universe you live in, you know, uh, again, scare quotes for that room for a second. The your ha- idea of reality, right? Go all right. Okay. Go with that. Um, yeah. has been dictated to be a much smaller subset as well as a deranged subset of what actually is outside. Once you have to, once you have stepped outside of that bubble of their knowledge, the, the, the set that you were fed, how do you cope with, well, again, Everything you were taught, no, sorry, take that back. Portions of what you were taught were a lie, whether intentional or not. It's a lie. The world you live in is not what you were told. How do you come to grips with that at the same time dealing with, again, you're going to now question what we were brought up in, and we know for well, uh, uh, the uh, Jehovah's Witness, you no longer have family and friends because you wanted to question. Well, that's something else. But I mean, <clears throat> no, it, 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 it's it, it, it's part and parcel of it because again, it's it's yes, it's part of the it, it's part of the internal societal uh, threat mechanism that keeps people inside the compound. Yeah, because if you don't have the tools to deal with anything outside of a bubble, if you spend your life completely reliant on these leaders to tell you what's good or bad, um, once you find yourself in a situation where you have to rely on your own judgment and your brain doesn't have the tools for it, it's never been, never gone there before. Yeah. Well, of course, it's gonna there's gonna be that fear. But I think at the base, it comes down to developing the tools necessary to make decisions on one own on one's own. I, I think it really comes down to that. Sure. And even inside of those uh, inside of those, you know, I want to stop calling it a bubble, and I want to start calling it a compound. Because that's more what it feels like now, because it it's enforced. Um, um, it, 
I don't even want to call it education at that point, but I'm, I'm hoping you get the idea where I'm going here. Yeah. Um, even inside of those compounds, there's still information that's going to get in, even at a much smaller, slower scale. And there are still opportunities for individuals to accidentally find information. And those compounds are not nearly as secure as they would like them to be. Sooner or later, you know, new information comes in that starts to question. And those pockets, once they've started, you know, th- those pockets will will germinate. That's ex- that's empirical evidence. And I mean, the, the brain... Uh, I should underline something, or underline, um, I probably haven't said it, but when we look at ourselves, if, you, if we look at our own behavior, mm-hmm. you'll see that most of what we do, basically we're running 90% on automatic through the subconscious. You know, what we consider to be the actual decision-making part of our brain is actually a very small part of its whole function. And even our self-awareness could be limited to our, uh, you know, our you know, prefrontal lobes. The uh, But anyways, so basically if we've been brought up to behave in a certain way in a given situation and um, we haven't been able to I'm losing myself. <laughs> Shit. Um, do you remember in a way, way earlier show, I was coming up with the uh, the example of um, um, a couple, the hunter in the forest. I came up with a sort of analogy about this. Whereas, um, imagine you've got a hunter, he knows how to hunt, he knows forest like the back of his hand and all that and um, he has a couple young kids from their clan and uh, well they're going to be teaching or the the hunter will be teaching them about uh, the environment and everything so you know he's going to be teaching them about reality well the hunter you know eventually if if he teaches the kids correctly uh, they're going to learn about the the forest and the animals that are in it and what you can and can't eat and all that, et cetera, et cetera. But eventually, those kids are going to grow up to um, a certain age where, you know, they have to test all this for themselves. And in that kind of environment, you know, it's it's uh, it's essential to survival. I mean, that's It's going to be life or death for them, uh, what the hunter taught them. Right. And, yeah, so that's going to be tested. But at the same time, you know, the hunter has a choice. Uh, He can also, you know, make these kids completely (coughs) reliant on him and say, you know, just, uh, no, I am the the leader. I am going to do the hunting for you. I'll tell you, this is how you hunt and you follow my orders and you be with me and follow my guidance and all that and just never teach them really um, how to decide what to do for themselves and tell them you know like 
there's if you can imagine yourself as a kid in the middle of a dark scary forest you know there there may be uh, they may be in the middle of a clearing and um, well you're kind of scared to go into the actual forest part um, well you can tell the kids exactly what's in the forest or you can tell the kids well there's there there be monsters there don't go there without me you can't go there you see what I'm saying so in that kind of context um, you know that kind of behavior would be fatal for anybody uh, so indoctrinated if they if they go outside the clan away from the the quote unquote hunter's guidance and th this is basically this is how we spent millions of years of evolution in this kind of situation this is how our brains have developed to be to 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 deal with this kind of situation but in today's world you know um the the dangers of the forest are far away uh but we were still behaving in the same way seemingly and if anybody so no, you're, you, I got you. And for anybody that thinks, you know, no, we don't think that way. Still, you remember, it wasn't too very long ago, so to speak, where maps used to say, here there be dragons. And there's nothing wrong. Well, there, there is something wrong with that because actually our <clears throat> tendency to be, um, you know, hormone driven, rapey, uh, well, how humans were before, you know, the brain doesn't give a shit about it. It only cares about uh, what's good for its own survival. Um, well, that's how evolution works, you know. If, if it makes you to the next generation, it's good as far as evolution is concerned. Yeah, all, the, all the DNA knows is that it made it to the next generation. Anyways, there's nothing beyond that. Anyways, but, um, you know, it's one thing to... What's important is realizing that we're like that. Then that's the most of the, it's like about being wrong. Um, you have to, if we realize that, hey, shit, our brains are made up the, to survive in this X situation. It's kind of going back to what, uh, Tech was saying earlier. If we're, if we're, if we're, if we have the tools to deal with X sort of situation, but the situation's not X anymore, what do we do? You know, if our brains are geared to, be constantly in a survival situation and that's no longer the case then you know like if we have certain instincts we have certain reactions that don't apply basically we have a set of tools that no longer they doesn't correspond to modern society we have a lot of primitive shit still in our brains that we have to deal with agreed we have instincts and urges that uh uh you know with so many people around us um you know living in proximity with other so many others as we are today uh yeah it, it doesn't fly anymore so we have to control that shit and you know the first step is realizing that you know, we have these, uh, what are today handicaps and then to dealing with them, but to deal with them, to, to, 
to first have this realization and then to deal with it, we have to have the tools for it. We have to be able to analyze ourselves to overcome this shit. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's uh, worth mentioning also that, you know, what, what just was talking about, about having, uh, uh, having the tools to be able to move past, move through to, to, Solve whatever the issues are in general. Change your own mind, basically. To change your own mind. Uh, It's it's also entirely possible that, you know, maybe maybe one person isn't able to change everybody's mind or even a significant number of people's minds. Maybe it's something that has to happen generally. generationally wow that took some time and that's okay too because science is not a leapfrog moment it is a gradual gradual turn towards reality it is reality well yes but it's a matter of being able to understand it So if you ever think that, you know, you know, it, 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 it has to be a, a sudden left-hand turn in order to get to the right answer. It, no, no. Some, sometimes it takes far and away longer. And in retrospect, you know, from a, from a very wide angle lens, you can see that it was, it was a nice curve that finally got there. It's maybe when you're in the moment, you don't necessarily see that curve happening so you know don't 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 think just because you don't have the right answer right away that you're doing something wrong i really hope that i got that out the right way yeah but i i'm yeah i have to apologize for the uh probably incoherent diatribe uh but (laughs) yeah i'm not much used to talking about things like this but um, yeah, again, just to, just to to try to put it all in a nutshell, I mean, basically, um, we have to develop tools for self-analysis because it comes down to the collective is actually uh, some of individual ability. I mean, we we have to be able to, you know, we're we're not mind readers. We can't, you know, either we're going to, I don't want to see myself in a situation for um, deciding for others what they should or shouldn't do. I think that kind of situation has always ended in disaster. Uh, Instead, we should give people the ability to decide for themselves. And then... Don't you mean actually not take it away from them? Well, if they don't have it in the first place... Most why, people why? have the ability to decide for themselves. They're just taught not to. Or okay, evaluate for themselves. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Why, 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 why would people stay? I think I, think I know. Uh, I think I understand where you're going. Yeah, okay. the, the biggest problem is that, uh, again... People will understand they want. And sometimes the question becomes, what is it? 
And the methodology to try to figure that out is where the hamper comes in, where, where people get, uh, screwed up because, because of what they had been taught, which not only is, again, you know, what is quote unquote reality, but what should you want? What should you be allowed to ask for? And but that, I mean, yeah, you might have to elaborate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, what it should is something else. How do I should within a, um, a thought dictate would be, you know, does it conform or not? But should in um, an autonomous thought capacity. Capacity is something completely different. It's an evaluation of the situation. Mm. What will be the consequences of my action is basically on other people, uh, which is a sum of empathy and uh, other awareness. Whereas, um, will my behavior uh, correspond to X doctrine? That's utterly absent of morals or thoughts of consequences or anything like that. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of two completely different things. The same thing can be two different, the same, at first view, the same thing can be actually, depending on the context, can be a completely different thing between two individuals, an individual with the, the ability to think for themselves and an individual, um, molded into a set of behavior patterns dictated by quote-unquote leader said whatever it's tough it, it it's it's tough from the outside of it all man trying to understand how and why some people think the way that they do. And I have to believe that from the inside of those compounds looking out, it's also got to be just as confusing. I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be the type of person to, to be thinking that I've got all the answers either. I'm a long shot, but you know, I, don't think that it's completely vain to look at people who are inside of these these artificial walls of knowledge and think, you know what? Um, I I think I've got a I, I think I've got a, a a larger set of information than what you've been given, and that's the problem right there. More accurate, yeah, but you can't. You know, every decision we make in our lives is. The "quote unquote" best one at the time we make it. Hopefully, every move you make, every <laughs> breath you take. But you know, so we can't. It's really hard to. Uh, what's the word? You know, uh, I condescend to to people in uh, in a given situation. What really makes a difference is you know. Um, what they do after making a decision, you know, taking the consequence of the decision, 
Um, and basically, if somebody does a fault, so to say, quote unquote, you know, if somebody does something that's uh, that affects somebody else in a negative way, and they realize the the consequences of their fault and they correct it after, um, that's great. Depends on who you ask. Some people refuse to forgive. Some but people think this as, you, as soon as you make a mistake, your career and your life needs to be over, which is one of the rallying points that you see in politics now. But this is the absolutism I was talking about earlier, where the, the followers have to have a leader that professes absolute certainty. I mean, only somebody unable to decide anything or somebody who hasn't even taken the responsibility of deciding anything for themselves only they can ask for such a thing or even think that such a thing exists because once you decide once you learn to evaluate your environment for yourself for oneself speaking generally um <clears throat> the world becomes a different place and having absolute certainty in anything um yeah it's rare i've like i said i don't ever want to think that i've got all the answers because i know for well i don't nobody does for the, for the time being well see that's part that does freak out some people there are some people that are truly uncomfortable with the idea that we don't have all the answers when all we have to do is simply if, uh, uh, accept the answer of a religious person as, well, if we don't know, it's God. Granted, that's the God of diminishing returns, because as we learn more, it becomes less and less God. And, uh, you know, that that plays its own uh, level of hell. <laughs> with, with thoughts and feelings and shit, but the the point is, is that there are some people that I've talked to that have openly admitted that they only believe in the Bible because it makes them feel good. Isn't that the ultimate cop out, though? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. So, so what? They're comfortable with it being a cop out. So basically, Just because you find an issue with it doesn't mean they do. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I, oh. but, but when you come down to it, I mean, um, it, it's basically... By the way, these people that I talk to have, like, college degrees and shit, just so you know. Oh. So they're not... These are actually educated people. Well, educated, yeah. Well, you can be a bloody good technician and anything, you know. If you follow the guidebook, um, you can even, I always bring him up, I forget his name, but the, the, the politician is actually a neuroscientist. Uh, well, learning where to cut, um, well, you can be, you can operate as a brain surgeon, but, you know, you may not be able to function outside of that capacity. But for me... Well, it basically comes down to taking responsibility for your own survival. If I could, I can't, I can't put it simpler than that. Yeah, and for for some of these people, believing in God doesn't affect their survival. 
they have a job. They have things that they do. Uh, they take care of their family. As far as they're concerned, their belief in God doesn't do them any harm because there's no evidence of it. And there's actually a, a, there's actually a flip to that one also, which is if you are living in an area that is very heavily dominated by very same uh, religious group, belief in that and, and accepting of those parts actually do work to your advantage in that situation anyway, because you keep your family, your friends, you, you, you keep your social structure. I'm thinking very specifically of uh, the Hasidic Jewish community in Brooklyn. Oh, geez, yeah. Yep. But but you you bring up a good point there when you're when you're saying oh for people it it's not uh, believing in God has nothing to do with their success. But if you if you put that with what I just said, um, you know, a neuroscientist if he follows the if he reads the fucking manual, uh, he can be a brilliant neuroscientist. But it. You know, believing in God and following the manual, is it not the same thing? It's conforming to a certain behavior pattern in both cases. It's what this other guy said. I'm going to do what this other guy said. It all basically comes down to that. I mean, in both situations. When you're following the manual on physics, you can experiment and test the things that are put into the manual in real life situations and actually come out and get the, you know, get uh, results that conform to the information in the physics manual. In the Bible, there are people who have cancer and leukemia and pray and pray and do good works and help others and sacrifice everything to the point of they don't even have money for their own magic medication and then what happens they die never getting the answer to their prayer of healing of their cancer or their leukemia or their condition and the other people see this and go this was such a good person why didn't god answer well god answered the prayer it was their time they make excuses you don't see that in physics. Because you can test... Okay, do, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, probably wasn't clear enough. But if you're, if you're just following the fucking manual, and, <clears throat> you know, um, following the manual works... It, it's a behavior pattern, so I have to underline. Behavior pattern... It's just doing what the other guy said. So if following, if I if I behave in this way, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna question. I'm just gonna follow. I'm gonna imitate. Here we go again. Um, what this other guy said, you know. Um, okay, when it comes to neuroscience, it's gonna work. X, Y, and Z pass the test. Uh, yeah. So why not for the other shit? That should pass the test too. But the thing is, the claims. Uh, these uh, quote-unquote leaders are making, well, a certain part of what they're forwarding, um, it, it it's untestable. So, you know, if you're going to follow the behavior pattern, you've got the, you've got the reality check, okay? Like uh, in the neuroscience manual, you're going to obey the neuroscience manual, and yeah, that checks, to, it passes the test. If we're, whereas I'm going to obey the Bible manual um, in a lot of cases. No, that's not going to pass the test. 
that's when you have confusion and anguish and all these uh, sentiments you're talking about. Yeah, there was a line that um, Dallin had said a long time ago that uh, that seems about right in this particular situation. Safety regulations are written in blood. You think of, you know, uh, a safety manual as, again, one of those manuals that you have to follow. There is... There, are, there is record of why every regulation is in place. And again, typically written in blood, because we don't want that to have happen again. But you're you right. That in chemistry, too, by the way. Yeah. And what you're saying, Joseph, is, is exactly right, that these things are simply untestable. And that in and of itself is exactly the the piece that runs completely contrary to any and everything that a scientist would be looking for. And, and Feynman himself, you know, had uh, had the line of, uh, I would rather have, uh, let me see if I remember it right. I would rather have questions that can't be answered instead of answers that can't be questioned. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's a beautiful line. It's it's exactly right. That's exactly what a scientist, that's exactly what science does. It, it Question everything. You don't believe me? But you shouldn't. It, it Science is, we, I'm kind of tired of the word being bandied around like it's a holy grail. I mean, it's like, it's not, it's almost like cult in itself but but basically what science is is just making a map of reality yeah and that's it and just science you know, is a system of yeah. understanding the world around us yeah. it's a that's map it. it's just like and it's also a well it's a process it. it's not just a map it's also a process oh sure you yeah. know what yeah. but, hold on hold the result the map hold on a second yeah. hold on a second let me let me let me let me put this out there for a second because I think I'm going to have a good laugh with everybody. Science is a clipboard and a pencil waiting for somebody to do something stupid. Yeah, I agree to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, y'all, watch my beer while I dump this block of sodium in the lake. Well, I'm now we know what sodium does when exposed to water. I'm sorry. I, I've 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 just got Adam. I've just got Adam Savage in my head right now. Kids, the only difference between screwing around and science is writing shit down. Down. I remember that episode. It was a, it was a good. That was a good. That line. was a good one. It was a good line, and it's and it's a proper line. It really is. That is really the big difference. And because yeah. it's that simple, sooner or later. What's what was Digital Dog Cow's line? Sooner or later, all is known. No. And that's the thing: we may never truly know everything. Like oh. science says, we un, um, in that yeah. one hour long uh, presentation, we understand what happened several, you know, a second after the Big Bang, and even parts of that first second, we understand what happened. I, I tend to doubt that. <laughs> but, but well, according to the doubt. 
according to the science that we currently have. Mm-hmm. And it's a limited understanding at best. Yeah. Um, so we have an idea. I, I, but what we don't know is what came before the Big Bang. And it, it, that is something that we may never, ever have an answer to. Oh, but we can't say that. No, no. We can say that it. there is a chance, a less than, uh, more than zero, but less than 100% certainty. Uh, based on what? Based on current knowledge and current yeah, technology. And that's the problem. Right. But we, we, we can't. can't say, we can never say never. No, no. We can say it's possible that we may never. Well, I'm not saying that we will never. Why I'm saying that there is always a possibility that we may never learn something in particular. Too much time may have passed. We may not. It's possible we may wipe ourselves off the map as a species before we get to that point. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. And acknowledging that in- is important. Oh, no. Okay. Why is it important? It's important it, because when we look at we'll know. Actually, no, no, it's it's not it's not whether we will know. It's that's important. What you're saying. No, I'm not. What we I may never sa- know. We may never know. There's a difference between that and what you're thinking. I'm saying. The reason why it's important to acknowledge that we may never know is because then we open up the possibilities of why we may never know. And when we examine some of those possibilities, we can start to plan to avoid some of them, like the extinction of the human race. How what's what's causing the extinction potential extinction? Well, we have global climate change. We have famines and plagues and things like that. We have war. So we have to work on those problems first to take them out of the equation. When we take those when we take those kinds of problems out of the equation we reduce that risk of that negative. I think dealing with, uh, I think just simply being honest about what we actually do and don't know, I think that's amply sufficient. No, we also have to recognize what gets in the way of us continuing to learn more. War, famine, those sorts of things get in the way of us learning more. Oh, we can, yeah, obstacles. That's what I'm talking about. When we look at something, why would we never learn something? Because of these potential obstacles that we currently are aware of. Well, can we get rid of these obstacles? Yes, if we put in a concerted effort. Well, how do we put in a concerted effort? For the most part, education. So it's, again, it's um, observing the present situation and adapting to it. Always has been. And it always has been, yeah. One thing that you have to keep in mind, though, is like, I mean, this is talking way out in the future, you know, long after we're gone. But with the universe expanding at the rate that it is expanding, there's going to come a day, if people are still on this planet, we're not even going to be able to see any stars to even know that they exist. Well, we got more pressing problems like uh, for 
I mean, that's true, but I'm just saying that theoretically, if we still had people here, you know, a billion years in the future, we may not even be able to detect other galaxies. Sure. But all we can do, and it basically comes down to all we can do, is just make the world a better place for each other within lifespans. And yeah, we we can create we can we can think to the future um we we have to our ability to predict what's going to happen that far in the future i i just don't think we have it so all we can do is um just to make things as best as possible for the next situation for the next generation that's all that's all we can do and we try i'd like to think in we- our little way that maybe maybe we are able to do that too maybe not necessarily directly maybe indirectly and i'm i'm okay with that but you see i'm thinking not in terms of what can we do just for the next generation i'm thinking what can we do for the next 10 generations what can you do for the next 20, the 30, the entirety of the human species? How can you predict what those generations are? All we can do is just... Well, we no, no. The no, 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 no. I'm not trying to predict everything, dude. Okay. I am trying to say that we have problems that affect every single generation after ours. End of story. The human race is fragile. We're on one single planet. We need to get off of it and spread out. Our... Our plants and and our animals and all our food sources are all in one basket. We need to spread it out. Our knowledge is all in one place. We need to make repositories of, of complete index knowledge as best we can and spread it out. We need to learn to help one another so that when one is hurting, another is healing that hurt. Okay? And we need to have more patience for each other, more understanding of each other's plights and problems so that we can come together as a unified species and not just better ourselves, but better everything around us. This is a long-term problem that everything we do affects. That's exactly it. You're saying it yourself. I mean, all all I'm trying to underline, you know, damned our ability to predict i mean it's 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 everything it's basically it's what you're saying it's exactly that all we can do is just do our best for the here and now no we do our best for the future but it's the same thing we yes yeah hold it hold it hold it hold it because we we've 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 got to we've got to close up very shortly what we do in the here and now is with the, I want to make sure that I say this right the first time. What we do in the here and now, if we follow the best knowledge that we have, will be helpful for those in the immediate future with the idea that this will also be something that's necessary on the long run, generationally. We know that people, we know that the human race, the earth itself 
is fragile. Humans are fragile creatures. We know what we need for them to continue to survive. Food, health, shelter. There's more to it, but just go with those for a second. But to, to put it in a nutshell, it's basically uh, leave the place cleaner than you found it. Certainly. And down the road, those incremental steps will, again, help guide, hopefully, in the right direction so that those generally, generationally, God, it's twice tonight I haven't been able to hit that the first time. The hell? Too much beer. Uh, what, huh? I'll, I'll give you a recap in a, in, a, in a couple of moments. That generationally, God, that time, they will end up being in a better position compared to what we were, how separate we were from the ideal, the ideal conditions compared to where we are, that hopefully generationally that grows closer and closer to the ideal. And that ideal is also for not just the species, but for the ecosystem of the planet in general, overall. And I hope that that makes a lot more sense than I was worried it wasn't going to. Yeah. Beauty. Um, we've had a lot of time. Uh, we guys have had a lot of time to talk tonight uh, by comparison. And we got to we gotta roll up over here. Um, Bridget, was there anything that you wanted to close us out with at this point that hasn't hasn't gotten out of you? I just think it's freaking amazing that you know, the rover Perseverance landed like just a few meters from where it was supposed to land. Man, wasn't that crazy? That's science. Science bitches. And it was so freaking close to where they meant to land it, and it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. This physics shit actually works. (laughs) Okay, really quickly. The thing that I love about these landings, watching them live, is that they've always got cameras in the control rooms, watching the telemetry coming in. And every time there is one of these landings, the room goes, forgive me, the room goes absolutely they go fucking bonkers, batshit, jumping up and down, crying, screaming, pump their fists, and the guys who are in charge are just like, guys, we know, just just hang out, settle down yet, do your jobs first. And every goddamn time, it's always the same damn thing. They're always up out of their chairs, cheering like the rest of us would be. And it's like... I've still got a job to do, sure, but I mean, this data is 15 minutes old. It's not going to make a difference. I'm going to, I'm going to cheer for us because, damn it, we earned it. I love it. Yeah. No matter how professional they are, but they keep screwing it all up. And there's always that suspense to find out if it actually worked or not. There have been so many failed missions. Yep. And waiting for that seven minutes of dead space before you find out what happened. God, and yeah. you can imagine we, they they do the damnedest to think of absolutely possible every possible fuck up and yeah. the the must be the footing that maybe we miss something you know this yeah. variable that's gonna fuck everything up and then just you know 
it's basically <clears throat> yeah it's an elation because yeah. uh, we uh, more or less we live in fear of what we don't know um yeah but anyways and there it is what we well live in fear really. of what we don't know yes because so the answer to everything is god all is known no more fear oh yes i started by disagreeing and i ended up agreeing yeah i it. think your your default position is disagreement no prove no, me no, wrong no. <laughs> I want to make. He's like, no, I disagree with you. <laughs> my, my, no, it's not. It's not disagree. I, I should. I, I should make myself a T-shirt. I should wear, in permanence, uh, a T-shirt that says, "I have questions." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just needling. I'm just like poking at you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it may come across as that, but but it's not my. It's not my point or intention to. Oh, I'm going to make you wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, actually, your question brings up uh, another question. Uh-oh. And that's a bad... Well, that's what I'm doing, actually. Anyway. And that's okay. When all is said and done, <laughs> that's actually okay. Um, let, me, let, me, let me leave everybody with this really quickly. What I said earlier about even in a, a, a compound of thought that these little pieces will start to germinate of, of independent new creative thoughts. Yeah. It, it, it happens that way. It will always happen that way because it happens now with the knowledge that we have. It's not an enforced compound. It's just, what we know because it's what we've been able to figure out so far in any and every branch of science. But we learn because there's always going to be somebody else that goes, well, why was that? That is the cornerstone of what science is. It's not a person. It's not a thing. It's a way. It is the way. And if you question how accurate that can possibly be, beer is a way for people to be able to drink water without having to worry about nearly so much bacteria. And now it's a recreational minor poison. Because we can. Because we know how to keep water safe without needing to use alcohol. Still fun, though. We learn, we continue to learn, and that's what it's all about. I still want to know if there's parallel universes. I... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Very quickly, yes? No. <laughs> I'm not even going to start to go there. <laughs> Parallel. I think it's, yeah. Well, that, that, uh, can we chalk that up as a future topic? Absolutely. Okay. So, with that then, 
I'm going to go ahead and wrap it because um, what we got through tonight without the great God Murphy peering over my shoulder. I'm very glad for that. How's your beer? Uh, well, in it, just give me a second. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you enjoyed our, our show and what we've had to think about. And maybe we've given you something new to think about for the week uh, ahead. How was the beer? Okay. Reminding you that this uh, this one was very specifically uh, K2 Brothers Brewing Jalapeno Cream Ale. Okay? On a steak. Not quite. <laughs> However, the question of how was it? It tastes of jalapeno. What about the spicy kick of it? That's in there. Okay. Now, I'm saying this. I, I said earlier that I had a very low bar as to how this was. On the idea of do you actually taste, does it give you the taste what's on the tin? No, because it's not made out of tin. It's aluminum. But if I go with does it actually do what it says on the aluminum? Yes. As a matter of fact, this goddamn time, it does. And you know what? Yeah. I, I'm I'm worried because of the coloring, but you know what? When all is said and done, I ain't gonna finish this. Screw that. It's it's really not that worth it. It's really not that. If you like the taste of jalapenos, this is not a bad. This is not a bad brew. It's bad for me. Okay, it's kind of like um, I'm not a fan of blackberry jam. I like blackberries, but in a jam form, it's not right for me. Yeah, I like peanuts. I like peanut butter. So, yeah, take that with the... Cream uh, sugar? Well, I, I, I was actually thinking, uh, take it with a, a salt uh, lamp. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It, whatever goes from there. So, anyway, it's about time to get out of here. So, Joseph, thank you. Very kindly. And uh, you, you know, good luck over there, man. Yeah, I think yeah, the- our idiots are running amok over there again. Yeah, you, you, seriously, you, you, t- you take care of yourself yeah, while you're muted. To, I think he had to step away. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I did not. I did not look over at the at the thing. All right, so I'll get him back in a couple of moments, maybe if things work out. Tech. It's always a yes. good night when we get to in, invoke the great the great god dog cow in it. <laughs> Man, good times. Oh, good times. Yeah, I I, I miss uh, wait. I I miss the part where we would sit waiting for the next episode. It's true. I mean, uh, the the site hasn't been the same. It's basically non-existent, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is sad, but you know, such happens. But glad you're able to make it, man. You you take care of yourself. Thank you. You do the same, all of you. I appreciate it. And Bridget. Man, again, you know, you too. Uh, did you you said that uh, you you got your you got your Fauci ouchie, right? 
Not yet. Oh, uh, April April second. I'll get my Fauci Ouchie number one. Okay, good job. Yeah. Yeah, so good luck on that. So anything that you want to plug of uh, not necessarily shoot? Don't have anything to plug. Um, fuck Mike Pence and the GQP. Yeah, it sounds like And a- I'm really, really, really hoping by some miracle that people will be able to get enough votes to get, to get D.C. statehood. They deserve it. And if memory serves, there was a uh, there was a vote to give uh, special uh, special recognition to the police officers at the Capitol uh, early in January, and there were uh, about uh, a little over a dozen people who voted against said resolution. Yes. They all, were all Republicans. They were all Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm Investigations sorry. Investigations are ongoing, so yeah. 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 Am I saying anything about this? No. no. I'm heavily implying it, however. And I, I do believe that a, a an an additional fuck X uh, should include uh, fourteen individuals. So um, you fourteen individuals, yeah. Thanks, class acts. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, uh, Joseph is uh, not joined us back at the moment so on his behalf then to everybody you know thank you for being with us and and you all stay safe yourself um i as i said earlier i will be djing uh most people will not see this in time but i will be djing uh sunday night 10 p.m eastern time here in the u.s for fertile equinox which is uh, all digital this year and uh if anybody wants to catch up on that, I've got information on uh, I've got information on uh, Facebook for myself. Just look me up under Shujin Tribble. It's kind of hard to miss me. Uh, but otherwise, please take care. Please be safe. And just remember, whatever it is that ends up happening after these vaccinations happen, and we already know that there is a contingent of people who are refusing to take it and it's not the group that you're thinking quote unquote normal ain't exactly going to cut it please be safe please be careful and know that we'll be here for you next time so until the next time we get together everyone as always I wish you the peace I no longer have I wish you the strength that I've learned I wish you well Stephanie Felis, thank you guys for being with us. And my lady, 15 years on, I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. 
Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.